in a word, classic. every now and then I never felt so alone again I stopped to think at a wishing well my thoughts send me on a carousel this is the opening salvo a delightful opening salvo of blink 22's first and only demo record Buddha welcome to touchdown boys with Todd and Max. Max. Oh, hello. We're here. We're here. Episode We're back. two, or first real episode, if you want to call the last one sort of a pilot project. Mm -hmm. Whoever thought we'd get this far? I am, for one, I'm shocked. I, yeah, I would argue I didn't think it was going to happen. Maybe, Maybe someone in the Zoom call didn't want it to happen. You know, I mean, we, we, we've been going back and forth. It's taken some time to, to schedule this record. I've been busy. I've had to, you know, clean my room, do some mm -hmm. important errands mm -hmm. that, you know, take, you know, precedence over anything else in my life, including this podcast. You got to visit your drums. You got to wipe, wipe, wipe them off. Got to wipe them, kiss them. Wipe them down. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I kid, of course, you know, you're, 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 you're a man who enjoys the slow life, but you're also, you're doing some ambitious things, you know, you're, you're trying to improve, I guess, both your mind and your career at this point, you know, is that correct? And more importantly, my body. Yeah. Whereas I am trying to sort of mend a, a broken body mm. and a shattered soul and, you know, <laughs> a good reason, reasonable development on the, the former, uh, not so much on the latter, but uh, we'll get more into that lately, you know. In, in either case, you know, a good place to be in our, in our 30s, everyone in their 30s should have at least some yeah, either yeah. traumatic injury or some other uh, uh, intensive work to be doing. We're broken boys and it's a broken world, but you know, exactly the time for a good touchdown. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I mean, On a score. Let's, let's go into it. I, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a good episode. We're gonna enjoy our time. Um, I, right off the top though, I wanted to get, talk a little bit about how we're gonna go through um, this uh, this episode and this album. Um, you know, uh, Fly Swatter, would you call it a short uh, recording? Flyswatter was rather short. Yeah. Uh, not exactly sweet, right? <laughs> uh, but... You know, it covers the, it has a full palette. Yeah. Sweetness uh, and sour. Mm, bitter, I, I bitter. would say. Uh, mm. Repulsive, astringent. astringent either, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. That's a four-letter word. Four-letter word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I meant... Uh, four dollar word or something but yeah. yeah i but i would not say that our episode about fly swatter was short or sweet um kind of kind of meandering kind of long and so with that in mind you know we're going to try to cut it down uh we're not going to get quite as short as buddha itself which is a 32 minute album uh very very short and sweet i would argue uh, at some one. level mm -hmm. But um, so that means, you know, there's some songs here, either they've been covered on Fly Swatter or they're just not very good, not very fun to listen to. And so I think, you know, we're going to pass those by. We're going to, we're of course going to talk a little bit, give our thoughts, but we're not going to play any clips. You know, this, we don't, we don't really need to have a musical hang over that. I might agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay, let's get into it then. This is Buddha. It was released uh, by Filter Records. Now, now that sounds like a record uh, uh, company, not not like Fag and Fags in the Wilderness <laughs> or uh, Flyswatter. That was yeah. So a real record company is putting this out in 1994, uh, but it was also reissued by by Kung Fu Records in 1998. And you know, for all the purists out there, we're going to be mostly focusing on the 1998 reissue. We we don't want to talk about you know an inferior version if it can be helped. I think. Uh, that and it was hard to find. Yes, yes. You, know, you can find the individual tracks, but it, most of them are the same. Uh, and apparently, the 1998 one was remastered, so it sounds a bit better. Yeah, yeah. A, a, bit, a bit sharper. Exactly. So, okay, 1994. I mean, what a what a year for for music. I, I wasn't into music, but um, I assume there was music, uh, <laughs> other music than Buddha at this time. I think I, I'm not sure. Uh, it would. You know, it'd be a smart guess to say that there probably was music at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you're right. At 1994, January 94 is when this came mm -hmm. out. And uh, the reason it was re-released in 98 was because they, they had a feud mm -hmm. with the record label or the person who paid for the recording for the wow. initial release. Okay. Drama already. So, um, some guy paid uh, for them to record their mm -hmm. the demo in 94. Then the band kind of didn't live up to their deal with that guy and ended up trying to sell copies of the records themselves and then prevent that guy from selling records to like recoup his costs. Wow. Not quite sure. It was it was appears to be quite a quite a, uh, a conflict. Yeah. So there really wasn't. The, uh, yeah. And then Kung Fu Records picked it up and gave it a bigger release and the re remaster and so forth. Right, but that was much later after uh, you know Blink One Eighty Two had achieved uh, some level of um, notoriety right. and also, I guess, responsibility as human beings. Because uh, yeah, I mean, here we're talking. I mean, Scott Rayner, I guess, still sixteen. These are basically infantile, uh, you know, people. If you you could barely call them adults at this point. Exactly. Uh, well, thanks for that context there. Um, yeah, and this, by the way, this we'll have some we'll have some more knowledgeable guests on in the future. But uh, yes. when my band recorded our first mm -hmm. EP, or was it album? The same thing happened. Someone paid for us to record it. He was trying to start a record label, mm -hmm. and then we of course didn't sell any records or barely <laughs> barely sold any. Like barely. I bought one. Make, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but luckily, he did not demand that we pay him back later or sue or sue us or anything. So yeah. Thanks for that. I guess that's really yeah the nascent era of most bands. It will involve some level of a uh, graft or uh, you know stealing, as it were, uh, you know just or just if you to put a more positive in a charity of your you know your forebears in the local music scene. So exactly. Well, I'm certainly glad you guys got through that and you know had such a long career and so prolific in your recording career after that. So. Oh yeah. You know, can't play, wait to play some of those songs <laughs> once we get into the uh, correct, uh, you know, era of, uh, of time. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I'll put a pin, a pin on that one. All right. <laughs> Let's see, you know, I, what, what were you doing? I was, I was about seven-ish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think we're about the same, seven years old. Yes, yes. Going into uh, first, first grade in kindergarten, first grade, something. Yeah, like I mean, it's still very hazy for me. But I, I remember, you know, falling in the kindergarten uh, playroom and uh, hitting my cheek 
really hard on some 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 heavy hard wooden blocks and so they had to i was bleeding a lot and they rushed me to the hospital didn't need stitches but so that you know that memory kind of sticks out that's one of my early uh traumas as it were one wow one, and in the same uh uh, kindergarten class, there was a few horrible stories where one where my mom brought in a sort of a fan fiction that I'd written about Transformers and like just a game I played with my toys. And then she read it for the entire class. And uh, I was very, very angry and embarrassed about that. her doing That's horrible. that. You should never forgive your mother. <laughs> you should never speak to your mother. I mean, it was kind of cool, I guess, that I wrote something like that, like I was on my typewriter and stuff. But I guess, you know, I guess it worked out because later in that same year, a girl just kissed me out of nowhere in, in the in the coat rack room, which I was not interested in having happen. Um, I don't know if you recall your such a like, first kiss that, you know, of, of puppy love didn't, didn't really mean anything. But uh, not in kindergarten. Wow. Be a long would be a long time before I uh, actually enjoyed a kiss. So, but that's but that's good. You know that 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 sharing your script really you know launched your lifelong love for 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 screenwriting, and now you're a successful Hollywood producer. Yeah, and so for it kissing. worked out and kissing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was so, so we Todd. This is for the listeners, but Todd and I yeah. uh, come from the same town, but at this point we were in different schools, yes. different elementary schools. Mm -hmm. Um. What, uh, what was the name of your elementary school? University Hills, which is a weird name. Yes. It's, it's a, you know, elementary school, not a university. Mm, barely close to the university, I would argue. Barely. Yeah. But uh, I really have no memories, speaking of my kindergarten days. Yeah. Rather uneventful. Uh, can't really even say anything about, I'm very yeah. vague. I was very, I was barely a sentient, like, yeah. being S still did Still didn't have my Super NES, um, but mm -hmm. Metroid, you know, Super Metroid, one of the greatest games that was ever was out at that point, just wasn't ready for it. Um, yeah, the music, you know, Whitney Houston was playing I Will Always Love You, you know, it was definitely, it was an amorous time as we've discussed here, so yeah. Right, so this um, it came out in January 94 and we were just looking, what were the, the hot singles, I mean, songs that is not, you know, hot, you know, single people. Songs. <laughs> but the hot song, the number one hot song of 93, right before this came out, was indeed I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. Of course, neither of us were into punk and neither of us had met. We do not meet uh, Todd Max, as it were, as a group, does not really meet to the end of the state days. Uh, so indeed. look forward to more exciting uh, conversation at that point. So anyway, getting into Buddha, shall we? Uh, this is, you know, uh it's a it's a longer album uh we got we got 14 tracks on the re-release and we were just listening to a bit of carousel uh let's let's get into let's listen to a little bit more and uh max you can tell us some of your your experience back to the lyrics yeah this song i would i you know this is really it's it's a classic, like I said, really instantly recognizable hook from the bass, catchy mm -hmm. lyrics, catchy, catchy tune. I would say this is really their first, like, good song. Their yeah, first, it, like, uh, it's a hit. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it was a hit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned the bass line. I was looking up the song, trying to see if I could throw on the bass line, the guitar on my uh, on piano, on my keyboard. But because of the nature of the instruments, that's so many more notes that you have to play in piano. And I, I yeah. just, 
I threw up in my arms and and I was at a loss and just not too out of practice on piano. But. Yeah, this was definitely like maybe one of the first bass lines, bass riffs I tried to learn. Yeah, right. Great. And yeah, you know, Tom's Tom's pop songwriting, his, his hook writing really take a major step in the song. Yeah. Some, some, some nice guitar work. I mean, yeah, I Tom is my le- least, my I dislike him more I like him less than um, than Mark by a lot as a lyricist, but yeah. I gotta admit he sings this song well. And there's the hook. Yeah, Mark okay. does the good backup vocals, and you know. Yeah. I can just imagine you know playing this live, and it just ends so abruptly. They play this at their opening, and the bam, and then the crowd goes. We love you, sucker, sucker dicks, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I gotta, I, I gotta stop it down. You know, I want to do as a, with any good podcast, we need a few segments. And you know, in in this one, there's something I, I want to point out. You know, Blink Twenty Two is a very youthful band, even at their older age. And um, you know, for this song, I think there's some there's some grammatical, questionable lyrics here. And like, let's, so I wanna, I wanna get into it. This is my first segment idea. This is called the Syntax Man. Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 82 for me. Cause I'm Syntax Man. Yeah, Syntax Man. So Syntax Man, here we are. Let's let's dig into this lyric here. Um, I talk to you every now and then. I never felt so alone again. That line, I never felt so alone again. What what is what is what time period is he talking about? Is this like a, a dying man who can definitively say I've he's never felt that alone ever again in which case it should be i have never felt so alone again or i've never felt so alone again max you're a fellow linguist wouldn't you agree this is a little something it's a little bit strange here it's a little bit strange not quite sure what yeah what he's trying to say here to be honest but that's a common theme in tom's lyrics they're often very bad and (laughs) i mean like (laughs) um you know they generally just fit the theme of the song without really saying anything. And that's kind of, uh, yeah, like I said, that, that shows up in a lot of his lyrics throughout his career. Yeah. Something going on here with the aspect and tense and mood of this, of this utterance, mm-hmm. not. Yes. Something, something, something weird. Yeah. Well, and I think we'll get at le- I can think of at least three or four other l- specific lyrics in, you know, their discography that we will go on. So, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's syntax, man. Um, the taxi is, I've never felt, I'll never feel so alone again, should be, I will never feel so alone again, parentheses, probably, or I have never felt so alone again. Yeah. Now I, parentheses, now I will die, but um, whatever, it's, it's mild. You, you have to listen to this album as much as we have to sort of pick up on this. And so I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll levy only a mild tax, uh, two penny farthings for Carousel here. Okay. Very good. By the way, Wishing Well, there's a song on one, what, one album, the, mm-hmm. a later album called Wishing Well. So mm. clearly, a, clearly a theme for Todd. Todd. 
Tom. <laughs> I wish. I've never seen a wishing well in my life, but yeah, I mean, maybe there was a famous wishing well in the town they grew up in. We'll have to we'll have to dig deep on that in a later episode. Well, when we get him on the on the pod, we can ask him. When we get him on the pod, and also when we do a you know a travel episode to the town they grew up in, um, and that'll be our first video episode of, of right. this series. Right. Okay. So uh, moving on, you know, Carousel, fine song, great start to an album. Next up, what do we got here? We got TV. Max, I don't know about you, this song sucks in my mind. I mean, let's hear let's hear just the opening bars, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good enough start for them. Okay, peppy, peppy, peppy beat going in, but yeah. you gotta, you got it's as always the lyrics. Brady Bunch, cool, cool. So this is 1994. I think you're you're getting into you know there's cable, there's so much TV, there's public access, there's even you know tons of video and stuff available. The, the things they're pulling here is like Brady Bunch or Price is Right, Monday Night Football. Do these resonate to teens or young adults in 1994? I hope not. Mm. You know, and it's just like, okay, so it's kind of a funny song, but I don't know. I'm not laughing. To me, the song just sounded half-assed. Like it was just like a filler, a filler track. Yeah. Not yeah. too, not super catchy. Not, not really good. Yeah. Yep, so not a good song to play second, I think. Maybe throw that in second to last and you'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, enough of that, I say. Okay, next up, strings. I like to start, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, It sounds like the beginning of a song on a dude ranch, I think. Hmm. Yeah. It, I think it's got good drums. And I don't know. You're getting into the lyrics. Let's skip ahead. To, I think these lyrics, they're not well done, but I kind of like them. So I'll do, I'll do this. I'll do the chorus here, you know. <laughs> Don't wanna live my life alone, don't wanna go back to what I had, don't wanna spend my life without all those special things, don't wanna walk around being tied to anyone else, anyone else. Strings, I mean, what's not to like, Max? This is the level of singing quality you get when you do karaoke with Todd. For any, anyone wondering, eat your heart out. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I I think yeah, it's a it's an okay song. I felt like the chorus is kind of irritating. Didn't really like it a whole lot. If I'm being okay. perfectly honest. Fair. I mean, it's it's borderline. I I kind of see it as like a, a guilty pleasure sort of song here. Strings. But, um, but lyrics better than Tom's lyrics. Like I'd say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely better. There's always at least you can tell some thought is going into the writing. Mm -hmm. um, he's not just saying the most obvious or the most like stupid or crass thing. 
um but mm -hmm. okay i mean yeah we're still it's it's still early but i i like to think of this as a win in terms of the first half of this album tom has a nice little guitar solo in it yeah let's see if we I can noted. find that there we go yeah 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 exactly it fits you know fits the fits the tune Basically, you turn it up right here, and then you just, you can, then you can skip the song, which is what we're going to do. Into Fentuzler. Max, what the heck is up with this song's title? I don't know. I couldn't really find anything. What? Yeah. What's about? But this mm. song was uh, re-recorded for Cheshire Cat, as we know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I say skip it. <laughs> I, well, I, I want to I wanna spend a moment on it. If okay. We, we could. Okay. I, I think it's a good song. Uh, it's a good Mark song. It's one of Mark's early, better songs. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit of the lyrics. Ah, uh, but I hate that. Ah. Uh... Oh, the, the back. Yeah. Yeah. But that's 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 Tom. So it's not on Mark, I guess. I mean, I think they're still developing their chemistry singing together yeah it's an early yeah i mean they're trying with the back background the backing lyrics and stuff like that the backing vocals but uh i don't know uh i also noted that this song is the first time they they say fuck <laughs> wow they're yeah they're definitely getting into their groove there and they will say it many times arguably too many times in the course of their uh earlier discography so next up we have time and just to refresh for you know it's been so long since Flyswatter came out our episode Flyswatter came out you know you have these sort of peppy peppy ska lyrics yeah, guitar at for up front but which we discussed at length last time but it is nice yeah. to hear this in a better higher quality yes yes compared to Flyswatter yeah. Well, I don't need to go into detail. It's you know, it's a good song. Um, you know, the the the. It reminds me a little bit of Third Eye Blind, sort of these guitars. And uh, I gotta say, to Third Eye Blind, you guys, a little bit of piece of advice. Should have blinked more, huh? You wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't be blind in that third eye. Keep that third eye moist. <laughs> well said. Yeah, I mean, there, it's good lyrics. Yeah, time is not on our side as as thirty somethings. Indeed, yeah. The um, still one of the more mature songs dealing with, with mm -hmm. serious issues. So next up, we got uh, Romeo and Rebecca, and I would call this song uh, uninspired. Not even, not even going to play a clip of it. Any, any word, any thought on this song? Uh no. This is another song that sounded like they re-recycled for a later song on Dude Ranch. Okay. Yeah, well, let's save it for the better version here, you know? But the next song, now this is one I'm really excited. And this, Max, is one with your permission. I'd like to go through this whole song. Wow. Yeah, now it's a four-minute song. It's a long one. And, of course, we can talk through it. But, you know, this is, I think, an important segment. And I want to say, you know, con converse to, to Blink. This is the one I would call... I would call, uh, you know, we're keeping our eyes wide open for this. So this is a segment called Eyes Wide Open. Here's the theme. 
It's pop on commentary you don't understand You tend to blink but my eyes are wide open Caught in the tunes of this 180 band Don't skip the song cause my eyes are wide open Eyes Wide Open by Stained Why aren't we doing a Stained podcast? In time, Max That's gotta be next Please. At, the, at this rate of recording, we'll be able to do every song, every band, every piece of every piece of culture we've ever wanted to discuss, you know, as a product that people can enjoy. And I think that's something really to look forward to. So anyway, let's get into it with 21 Days, track seven off Buddha. Little slow start up. Really unlike Blink 182 in most other songs. You know, why didn't they do more songs like this? I wonder. Yeah, this is very uncharacteristic for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely exploring a different musical palette. Well, Wonder, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked up the lyrics or anything, but 21 days must mean something. Must have been a significant, you know, time period for them. But I like the opening. 21 days. That's um, that's three weeks. Three weeks time. I don't know. Again, it's it's Tom. He's not the best singer here, but there, there's some good level of vulnerability, I feel. It is always my esteem that I sure lose. It's a, mm-hmm. Not a great line, but, but you're right. It, you know, whatever. It's syntactically correct, and that's all I care about. But yeah, un- unusual. Actually, we don't need to do the whole song. But there's something coming up. That's, I think, the, the piece de resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's really the center point of the album. It's not gonna work! It's not gonna work! There we go. We are, we are boys, having fun, and then the drums kick in, and I think the song ends well too. It's again mostly very instrumentally focused. Yeah, the song is rather ambitious for them at this point. Yeah, I feel like. Right, and therefore, you know. So therefore, yeah, it, it comes together kind of half. Yeah, done. It feels like a little bit more work, a little bit more polish could have made this actually a really good song. Yeah, but I maybe think at this point they weren't ready to really uh, to, to take it to the next level. Right, they're they're a couple years into their career as a band at most. Mm-hmm. But I wish you know this this level of ambitious, this like taking it slow. It's 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 interesting, and you know. I guess you see it eventually come back in later works, but it's not, you know, not really there. 
can we can we can fade it out a little bit, you know, going in. But you know, so this marks sort of the half point of the album, and next one we're going into. We have uh, we have three songs in a row. What is the? I'm not gonna work. Wait, no, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Is that like part of the lyric, or do you think he's saying that like that take like <laughs> is he like is he saying like this take is not working like I don't like <laughs> yeah like, can we stop the song yeah but then you know Scott he starts like picking up the drums at times it's like oh, whatever guess just finish yeah. it off I just won't sing the second verse I had in mind you know yeah, maybe what... may, maybe it was supposed to be you know a, a, a six minute song or something and they just you know. They let they let it lie, and in in that case, I, I don't know. I would yeah. argue it, it did work. It's not, yeah. You know, really, just some some magic, some magic happened there. So okay, so that's the halfway point. Twenty one days. I think you know, yeah, imperfect, but a, a good song. And then you got you come into this round of this line, this run of three songs. They're all under two minutes long. So and they're all very bad. Yes, we got we got all these as big stinkeroos. Close your eyes, don't don't look at them. Close your ears, even if possible. Um, I don't know. I I don't feel like the need to to really listen to them. Sometimes it's just a quick little bullshit song. Yeah. Uh, point of view was on fly swatter and isn't that much better here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I guess my pet Sally. Oh, this it's a song about having a pet salamander or is it what what do you think of this did you, did you look at this lyric, lyrics on this one it's really weird like my salamander has hygiene too and he thinks of me the way i think of you the only next step for him to say i do uh, don't know what to make of it to be honest it's a, it's, a, it's a weird one not a even not a great song yeah i mean maybe are they so are we sort of getting at the sort of proto like really immature implied bestiality portions of sort of the more regretful parts of uh i'd say peak or sort of peak popular blink 182 where's my dog because girls are such a drag and, and this sort of thing but i don't know i don't want that to be it and so i prefer to think it's just kind of a weird lemon of a song as are all these three so the outro lyrics are very weird sally please don't go away I won't be living in yesterday. The lonely nights, getting beat up by gays in bar fights. Yeah, so what really could this even weird. be about? Very weird. Not good. Yeah. Well, guys, I don't know. Listeners, listen to it on your own time. These three songs, by the way. Yeah. Which we're still discussing. Like these are the songs that you don't record. You know, they should have just left these off the album. I felt like it would have been yeah. much more. You cut but your album a lot. Yeah. Cut your album down to a tight 11, mm-hmm. a tight 25 minutes. I mean, basically an EP at that point, but, um, you know, fine for a pop punk band making the first like really semi-professional sounding thing. Okay, Indeed. next up, what's this? I remember this song. We played it quite extensively. We got Reebok commercial. Max, you know, I got to say, I'll admit I was wrong. It used to be yeah. Tom. Now it's Mark. But I really do think fucking Tom, he was doing a Mark impression or something. Like he was like, <laughs> maybe we need 
maybe we, we, we gotta, you know, all our songs, they gotta lyrically sound the same. Maybe that's like the way a band with two vocalists should be. Maybe, I think that was like the thought or something, you know? Well, my thinking is that Tom sounded like that because was, he was singing it rather low in his register. And I think mm-hmm. Tom just naturally can sing a higher register than Mark. So they thought like, mm-hmm. well, if it's mm-hmm. too low for Tom to sing, then Mark should just sing it, which is, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure what happened here. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, it sounds a lot better here. I don't know. Um, you can tell, like, if this is the first song in Flyswatter, this is probably one of the first songs they ever wrote. You can tell, I think, you know, they've probably played the song, what, 500 times at this point? Like, probably every single show they're playing the song. And, you know, it shows in, in terms of it's gotten a lot tighter. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds better. Clearly one of their older songs. What's this lyric you got here? Oh yeah, let's yeah, let's look at the lyrics. You you mentioned these are, I mean, in fitting with the theme of the album, the the Buddhist mm-hmm. uh, esoteric themes. Um, yeah, yeah. The song, of course, which we did discuss last time, but being about money and uh, uh, and various issues like that. Indeed. This one particular lyric, I won't covet the things owned by your store. Yeah, that's what I noted. That is, a, what does that mean? Who is this about? What I think is it just a lazy. Um, Trying to rhyme with more. Yeah, I, I would argue stores don't really own things. They Brands don't really own things. Yeah. It's an interesting way. So, like, oh, when you visit a store, you're like, oh, I'm just so jealous of this store. Like, look <laughs> at all the cool things they have. Uh, yeah, that's or, not really we... what coveting is. Like, when you go to a store, you just want the things, but that's not, that's what the store is for. More technically accurately, he's coveting the store owner, which again, I, I don't think the owner feels like he owns any of his products. He's got to sell it all, you know, or else he's he's making a loss. So, you know, clearly the business side of 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 living, but, and, and and your life is a business. I think you and I would agree. Yes, it's all interactions are should and are uh, should be uh, strictly transactional. Strictly transactional. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it is just funny that this lyric this lyric uh, presupposes that like wanting to buy things from a store is equivalent to coveting those things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I find very funny <laughs> yeah especially because <laughs> no one owns them yet yeah. uh, i won't covet the things you bought at that store would have been a fine, fine uh, yeah a, a fine, fine replacement a fine punch yeah. up yeah Okay, well, that's our, you know, that's our cross-examination. It's not quite syntax, man, but it is, you know, it's a, the lyricist lobby, let's call it. Okay, working title. Indeed. We'll get back into it. Um, so next up, moving, moving right along into the twilight of this album, oh, is kind of downhill from here, Toast and Bananas. Kind of turn, it, turn that on. What I think of you, because you're not the way I thought you should be. I don't like the way it sounds at the start at all. <laughs> And what do, what do you think here? I, the only thing I re- not a great song. The only thing I noted that it contains a lot of little snippets of ideas that will be uh, recycled in later or better songs. Such as not caring and uh, things you say or stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, just the melodic hooks. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, it um, sounds like Blink Way too once you get yeah. into it. But yeah, yeah. So again, like another proto song, just kind of right. feel out their their way. 
Yeah. But here on this at this stage, it's not 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 great. It's a suitable it's suitable as a deep cut in an early album, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like that they have Romeo and Rebecca, and then later Toast and Bananas. I mean, come on. <laughs> You gotta you gotta vary up the songs titles a little bit. That's that's pretty lazy titling there. So that's Todd's titles. Another another segment. Okay, next up. Toast and bananas. Did I feel did you ever eat toast and bananas? Like when you were sick? Did your mom ever make you I've had uh, bananas and um, banana and peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and gentlemen excuse me, PB peanut butter and banana sandwich I have had. Well there you go. Yeah, that's nice, but I don't know. I don't need it toasted. No, thank you. Next song. Girl Next Door. Now, this is a uh, Screeching Weasel cover, correct? And uh, much like the covers at the end of Flyswatter, I would say just listen to the original if you want to enjoy the song as it should be, as it should be performed. Right. Wow, it's a good song, but yeah. Then you realize, oh, it's just a cover of a more established punk band. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Good enough. Um, you, you took a look here and you said, you know, in the original version of, of Buddha, these two last songs, they were, they were different. Um, and right. so one of them, this song was originally titled the Family Next Door. Let's hear a little bit of The Family Next Door off the 1994 uh, Blink-22 Blink Buddha. So I wonder, it makes me wonder why they left this off and then recorded a cover with a similar name. And I wonder if, so I wonder if the name you know, played a role in them choosing the cover. The names were similar. Yeah, I That's guess. I think. They were just like, oh, that's that's funny. The names, the songs, have similar names. Let's record a cover. But then why wouldn't they just record their own song? I remember both this and the next song off the original called Transvestite. They had some rather questionable lyrics, like sort of like getting into the aristocrats joke style <laughs> of uh, or a family reunion, if you want to use a Blink-182 uh, reference mm-hmm. of, you know, just sort of vulgar uh songwriting and so you know i agree the the start start is strong but then you got just this screamy punk song so i don't know uh you know i am just looking at the lyrics for a uh, transvestite so i can kind of see why they left this one off because it even, not good. even for 1998 yeah it's a very problematic song probably yeah this it's it's embarrassing i think okay right. last song don't nice that's good what is that a banjo and you got this like synth in the back i mean you can tell this is recorded later basically i'm just gonna let this play out because i really like the mark lyrics here Turn your face away, and I know your words are true. 
And now you make a segue as you turn your face away. And I know your words aren't true. Uh, that's a very specific and I think relatable uh, point about, you know, a failing relationship or something like that. Uh, this clearly seems to be some sort of getting through a breakup song. Um, but yeah. yeah, what do you think about that word segue in there? <laughs> yeah, I, excellent. I feel excellent like work. I feel like they had a, a, a word a day calendar or something like, okay, yeah, let's use segue. Yeah, let's throw that in there, you know? Uh, yeah, but overall, I agree. This is definitely one of Mark's better songs, along with uh, the one we mentioned earlier, where he's he kind of comes into his own as a songwriter a little bit, and uh, one of his more solid contributions on this on this effort. Yeah, I, like I said, this is clearly recorded later. It's it's kind of cheating maybe to compare it to some of the other songs because they did uh, you know, they had more time to to grow. And uh, you know, nineteen ninety eight, I believe, we're talking after around enema of the state at that yeah, time after after dude ranch yeah see. yeah enema state in, in 1999 so yeah after dude ranch i mean they've really come into their own and so yeah it's a good song Don't. no sense by the way that's just like palm muted uh guitar with heart like harmonics you mean the oh. oh there's 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 something there's a synth track under uh I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I know it's not a banjo and I know it's not, uh, I know guitars can, guitars can make uh, different sounds, but, um, you know, I, I will always uh, yield the floor on any, any items in terms of regarding music uh, to you, but, uh, you know, there, I think there's, there's some synth in there. Uh, li listen, listen back and, uh, and let us know what you think, listeners. H hashtag don't max. <laughs> Okay, well, there this there, thus concludes uh, Buddha and our discussion thereof. But um, I mean, what are you, what are your what are your overall thoughts, Max? Hmm. Um. Yeah, a good first demo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like any band should be happy to have this as their as their first demo. Agreed. You know, in 1994. Mm -hmm. Some very bad songs, but every early band has to learn how to write bad songs before you can write good songs. And yeah, yeah. And also, you have to learn how to like you know, self-edit yourself and leave, don't put your bad songs on your album. Too many songs, I think, is the biggest note. Songs. And uh, yeah, you can cut correct. it down to a tight yeah. little work. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I basically agree. And I, I think I've spoken at length, but overall, yeah, it's, you know, for an er this sounds like a classic, like early punk album from the early night, from the mid to early nineties. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's fun to listen to. So what do you think rating wise, uh, scale of 182 blinks, where does this fall? Mm. I'll go first since, you know, go you, ahead. you really, you know, you, you screwed up the whole scale. I, uh, I did. I have to revise my rating from last time but, but go yeah, ahead well feel free to do that as well um you know i think they're getting there they're 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 blink 182 now they exist as the band that i know but this is you know of the rest of their albums it's maybe the worst i don't know well i'll get into more of my thoughts on that later but certainly uh you know uneven so i'd say they're they're halfway there you know uh so 92 91 91 blinks out of 182 for me they're halfway there living on a prayer yes yes we can hope and how about you which X? is a, which is a band we're gonna do uh, after this by the way uh bon jovi bon jovi yeah that'll be yeah. after stained after yeah. lincoln park right 
do Bon Jovi, I think, because yeah. that, that's a logical progression. Book mm-hmm. yeah. it. So, okay. Wait, what was yeah. your rating? <laughs> it's 91, Max. 91. How about 91. you? 91. Okay, so... <clears throat> so last time I gave Fly Swider a rating of 100. So yes. I was very... I was... I was <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it could be a log, uh, inverse logarithmic scale, <laughs> right. where things after like 150 are really, really good, but anything before that is like abysmal. Right. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to revise that down about to uh, like a third of that. So I'm going to say five. So I'm going to give that like a 33.3. Okay. Okay. Repeated. Of course. Li- there. Literal, I mean, a little bit kinder than me, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly when you, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I agree. And how about Buddha? So this, I think that is going to put Buddha around, around roughly close to, I don't think I'm going to go over than 100. I think I would probably say 85. Okay. Links. Just a little bit harsher than me, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, Buddha. I will uh, also probably uh, revise both of the scores as we go. I just will yeah. continually revise all my scores. You do that, Max. You do that. <laughs> um okay well next up you know I, i'd certainly like to get the next record done uh, a little bit earlier uh and uh not to you know uh jinx it or anything but we, we might even have a, a guest you know not not just the t- touchdown boys plural uh two but plural three maybe uh wouldn't that be something max uh, who could it who could it be i'm i'm curious yeah well you're gonna have to you're gonna to have to respond to my texts a little bit more if you want to learn uh, more Fair. of the trajectory of this show. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Fair well. Yeah, we have. I, I'm looking forward to our guests. We have some uh, some people, yeah. uh, some band members, some 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 early musical uh, uh, comrades. Um, some in, more experienced podcasters. More experienced podcasters. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting, guys. Next album, you know, Blink Twenty Two is they're getting to the swing of things. They put up another album very next year. It's called Cheshire Cat. Keep your eye and ear open for our next episode. And until then, signing out. Blink on. Blink off. Blink out. Goodbye. Stop. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't mind maybe re-recording the whole episode. <laughs>